tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Welcome to Tin Foil Hack. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock hard. Yeah, no, not rock hard. Rock, but you got to hard. Okay, so we're gonna rock. Again. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Did that's what you're. Oh man, see, I'll do it. See, for now. I don't. I, I have to just strip you of your duties. I don't got that, that rock in me. The, you gotta uh, go rock, rock. You know what that? I'm here to do. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Why do you hesitate? Just when I say <laughs> what I'm here to do, I'm here to, like I'm boom, here. you jump in right there. Like you know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock hard. <laughs> no, okay, you're done. You're done. Johnny, you just moved up the position too. Let's see. Let's see Johnny do it. And XG's out. Okay, XG is now down to hourly. Uh, I'm I'm solid, solid with uh, XG. We're solidarity over here. Okay. Oh, so now the workers yeah, are starting to revolt against the leaders, huh? We gotta, gotcha. We're working on union. Okay, unionize <laughs> your you better, ass. You better I'll get replace ready. you with his cousins. We'll, okay? we'll, we'll deliver our demands later. Joining me is always a, a, a mucker. He's mucking it up. Johnny Woodard, everybody. Hey, dude. Hey, welcome I'm back. I'm stoked about this, today's episode. Dude, how can you not be stoked about this? Because this is the third episode in a murder week. I mean, there yeah. hasn't been one episode that isn't what I mean. I want the show to be, and this is one of them. And we've had three of our... Our, I think our best guests up here. If we could get Eddie Bravo in on a quick one, we'll have the, we'll have <laughs> the, uh, basically our Mount Everest. Uh, guys, this is a very special show because it's the first time I've done a show that is very specific to a, 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 a area that we got shows at. Now we got shows this weekend. We're doing uh, a Friday night, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, January twenty fourth <laughs> at eight p.m. We were at Hyenas in uh, a Fort Worth. Okay, Eddie Bravo, myself, XG. Okay, maybe, maybe XG. I don't know. After not being able to rock with me on that one, that's an 8 p.m. You go to hyenascomedynightclub.com and you grab the tickets. Uh, I should have put it on my website, but I'm so busy. I'm sorry. And then the next one is uh, January 25th at 4:30. It's an OKC show. Okay, we're at Oklahoma City. We're at Br Brick Town Comedy Club. Okay, that's 4.30, myself, XG. Oh, and I forgot, uh, we got Eddie Bravo, and I forgot we had our good friend, our, our, the fourth amigo, the fifth Beatle, uh, our good friend Reed Becker will be joining us. And uh, we have the gentleman who likes to sing in front of the show. I know it, I, I'm blanking right now on his name, but he loves to sing in front of our show. He sings conspiracy songs, so he'll be joining us as well. So grab those tickets now, and then... Uh, uh, can, the com can comedy, uh, comedy chaos has been blowing up. We have this week coming up this Tuesday, uh, 8 p.m., 10.30 show. We have Chris D'Elia, Theo Vaughn, Brandon Schaub, uh, Jessamay Peluso. That is show one at 8 p.m. Show two is Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, Ryan Sickler, Laura Betts, 
Uh, it is a murder lineup, and I'm going to be adding uh, some more people to those shows. So stay in touch. Grab those tickets now at thecomedystore.com. Uh, the T-shirts are on fire. Uh, some people are calling our T-shirt selection the greatest T-shirt selection they've ever seen. And in particular, everyone's loving the I Killed Epstein T-shirt. Uh, you know, we saw the tweet from Bill Clinton. He basically said, I killed Epstein. <laughs> I didn't kill him. We were just having a weird auto-rock asphyxiation moment. And it got a little... He has to go a little deeper than everybody. You know, when you've been doing this for a while, it just can't be quick. It's got, bam! You got to go deep into it. And we lost him mostly because I was cross-eyed enjoying what I was doing. Uh, so go grab those tickets at that Bigfoot one after today. Get that Bigfoot one. Grab the Bigfoot one, and yeah, and then we're going to be coming to uh, OKC with some Bigfoot Wars t-shirts. That's very cool. And then uh, the Patreon, dude. We got two episodes a week of uh, me interviewing my friends in the conspiracy world. We're doing, uh, I'm doing all the uh, for the record prank calls, and I've got a man on the street coming out. So you're getting almost three hours of, uh, 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 of awesome content on the Patreon. Patreon.com backslash uh, tinfoil hat. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at BetDSI. BetDSI.com. Use the promo code HAT100 and you will get, uh, they will double up anything you de- you deposit into your into your account, okay? And you got to bet so much to uh, get your money out. I mean, they can't just double your money and then you pull it out. But go in there, make some bets. Super Bowl's here. Ooh. NBA's heating up. Uh, boxing's great. Yes, I know all sports is rigged, but if you can figure out how it's rigged, you can make <laughs> bets on it, okay? Who you got in the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City right now. Yep. I, you know, I just like it, and uh, I, I don't know why. I just want to – I just really want – uh, Mahomes to just knock the bottom out of his his girlfriend. She's like hot, annoying. She's like a white claw hot. Yeah, we covered her on Broken Simulation. Yeah, that that should come out in two weeks or so. Um, so that's a, that's a that's a uh, that's it. So go to our good friends at Betty Side. They're our longest running uh, sponsors, and we appreciate them. Uh, let's get into this thing, and we'll do a couple other words down the line. Uh, today's show is, uh, he is from the Confessional Podcast. His last episode burned up the charts. The kids loved it. Uh, we went deeper than deep, and he is back from the Confessional Podcast. My good friend and yours, uh, slowly being one of the, uh, the top guests on Tim Fall Hat, Tony Merkel. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I feel like a fighter coming into the ring right now. You get one <laughs> shot. Hey, hey, has anyone who's fallen farther from grace in your eyes, Tony? Uh, Howard Stern having uh, Hillary Clinton on, or oh, uh, Eminem singing about uh, being anti Second Amendment? Which one? Who did you lose more faith in? And I love both of them. Probably, probably Stern. How, probably Stern. Because, I mean, Eminem, the, some of the things he's been saying and stuff the past few years, he's been getting political. He knew he was kind of going that route anyways. He's been kind of getting a little soft. But and I, was, I, ra- I was raised on Eminem. Like, when I was in high school, he was the height. And I, I, I loved him. But, uh, yeah, Howard kind of bringing her on. But he, Howard's been saying that he's been wanting her on for years. And she's finally coming on and almost says that she's going to start running again. Oh, she, dude, the, cl- the clusterfuck that is the DNC right now is done purposefully. They are yeah. purposefully... Trying to make it so nobody's in the lead, even though Bernie seems to be leading, and but nobody wants. It. Did you see how the one news agency had all, listing how the people were polling, and they had Bernie as a uh, other? They didn't even really? write his name. It was other, 
And so, so we know this whole, and I want to get into our topic real quick, but we all know everybody's feelings on Bernie, but yeah, he seems to be getting screwed by the, is it, am I missing something? I mean, what is going on? And then you got Trump tweeting that he's getting screwed. What's that? I don't know how to, what, how to take that. He's getting screwed. (laughs) He's been getting screwed. So what does that mean? That they just, why would they screw somebody if he's as bad as everybody's saying he is? Just to make it seem that there's someone there that might have a chance, and then they give it to so-and-so, like Respect, Hillary. XG. You're back in the number two position. Johnny, you're down the three again. Sorry yeah. about that. You just leave that him there to give us hope. Point. That's you, a great point. Just to give us hope. I totally agree with you. It's, like, it's almost like what we were saying about Q. Uh, you know, the information's real. They're just letting us know about just to show us that we have no power. It's almost like, oh, yeah, you love Bernie? We're never going to run him. Just so you know who's in charge of this shit. And yep, at some exactly. point, with this Virginia rally that I was so proud of everybody, and I kind of honestly felt like I should have been on a plane and went there. And I'm going to start thinking about doing that. Because, you know, I talk a lot of talk. It's time to walk a lot of walk. Skinwalker Ranch. Well, we're, I think, I think uh, Isaac Weissip wants to go there in the summer. Can you come, Tony? Are you into an, uh Should we do a meeting of the minds on Skinwalker Ranch? Listen, give me a heads up and I'll try to make it. I just found out on Sunday my wife's pregnant again, so uh, we'll see what happens. But Someone's, if you I can go. Dude, oh. you know this guy loves the second man because he always carries a loaded gun, huh? Am I right, everybody? Am I right? In all honesty, I got guns all over my house. Yeah. I don't even try coming in. <laughs> I, do. I, I, I think it was a test to see how people would take it, and it didn't go well. And I, and I really honestly believe Virginia was what – their biggest fear about social media it is is like the spreading of like they're going to try to pop something off yeah and you got to not play into it and you saw that one guy who was like having an argument with an antifa guy and he's like we'll kill all you and all the other people around like no, no we won't why are you mm. talking like that you're not one of us you're like trying to start shit and they're like, who are you? We're like, he's like, I, the guy's like, I'm a libertarian. That's not a libertarian. You guys like, I'm a libertarian. No, you're not, dude. You're not our values. And it's like, oh, probably controlled opposition there to ca- cause ha- yeah. chaos. They send them in there. They're baiting civil war. That's what they were doing with Virginia. I mean, it's Virginia. I mean, like, if you can get away with it there, then you can probably get away with it anywhere. Right. And th- that's what they were doing. And I'm glad that nothing popped off and it was civil and all that stuff because. Uh, it, it can be civil. And so I, I just, uh, you have to see through it and you have to read through the lines and stuff. And the only way you're going to do that is if you unplug from the mainstream media and let your, your brain cleanse from all the uh, propaganda that you've been feeding yourself. So, uh, but yeah, when we, when that whole thing started going off and stuff, I was like, this could go one of two ways. Either we do it responsibly and uh, show that, you know, we're not just, you know, crazy people with guns. Or, you know, somebody I was I was afraid that Antifa was going to show up and start crazy stuff. But I heard that Antifa was actually marching with uh, the Second Amenders. I mean, really? they, they, the, yeah, the local Antifa people, whoever I don't know what chapter or whatever it is. But I heard they released some kind of uh, memo or something saying that they were siding with the Second Amendment. I guess they believe that the left and right should be armed. So, you know, it's For all good sure, as they should. And if you're anti-fascist, you should know the history of fascism with guns. And when they take your guns away, genocide happens a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot. And uh, Nazis took away the guns of the Jews, slaughtered the Jews. The Turks took away the guns of the Armenians, slaughtered the Armenians. Russians 
government took away their population's uh, guns, slaughtered their population. China took away their guns, slaughtered their population. And if you see what's going on in Europe right now, I know there are countries that allow the carrying of guns, but there's a lot that don't. And you're just watching the, their first, they don't have the First Amendment. They don't have the right to uh, the freedom of speech because they don't have guns. Yeah. And like people say stuff like this, this weaponized uh, uh, um, mass uh, immigration. And that's what it is. Weaponized. It's being done on purpose. We are bombing their countries and we're forcing them into Europe. And they're just destabilizing that whole area. And there's nothing anyone could do because nobody has any guns. Knives, knife fighting, knife murders are on the rise. People are going to find a way to kill people. And, and even that is illegal in some of the countries. I think it's England. And I know it's England. Um, I have a listener that I was talking to. And he can't even uh, have, what was it? I think it was like a baseball bat or something in his car without a baseball glove. If he, if he got caught with just a baseball bat and not the glove or something like that, he'd be in trouble. H carrying a knife on you, forget about it. And I said, what about work if you do stuff? And he said that there's circum certain rules and stuff. But like... I mean, they really are cracked down, but it doesn't stop things. I mean, listen, if you want to kill somebody because you hate them, it doesn't matter if you have a gun in your hand or a knife in your hand or a bomb or whatever. I mean, it, it, anything. You have and a so, car. It, a car. You can literally run over people. It, it happened, what, in New York City a couple of years ago. I mean, if you hate people, you will kill them and you'll find a way to do it. It's a matter of the heart, the human heart. And so what we need to do is go to the root of things and really pursue, especially these younger people that are coming up and, and talking this way, like David Hogg and stuff. We need to really like reach out and, and try to mend the heart of, of people and mankind and, and love each other. I mean, it's just... By the way, it, that kid is an idiot and he says dumb video? shit all the time. And the first <laughs> dumb shit he did was he's in an interview and of course people are like, oh, they manipulated it. No, he literally stated... This is how bad David Hogg is, okay? And these are facts. First of all, they ran a drill earlier in the day, and like an idiot, because he was sent to CNN school. They have a school for kids at CNN. <laughs> and he, he learned how to basically, uh, what's it called when you set, set the, you have to do the uh, time and date that you're shooting. What's that called, Johnny? You're big in the cameras. Slating? Slate. He slates it. And he slates it at like 10.30 in the morning. The shooting doesn't happen until like 1 p.m. or after that. So he was there for the drill and he shot all the shit. And then the piece of shit ran home and waited till it went down. And he literally gives an interview where he says, when I was at home and I heard this shit went down, I jumped on my bike and ran there to film everything. He, it's out of his own mouth. Yeah. And now he just gave an interview in which he said most gun violence is from suicides. He's so dumb. Where's the stats? <laughs> he, he put out a video on Twitter. Uh, I think it was a Sunday or maybe even Monday, the day of the uh, Virginia stuff. And uh, I forget what all he was saying, but a lot of it I didn't agree with. And at the end of it, he's like, F Nazis. And I'm like, we got to stop cheapening the word Nazi. I mean, like what happened in World War II is real. And every time we call somebody who believes in the Second Amendment a Nazi, it cheapens what real Nazis are. Well, and sure. Sure, dude. You, Go on. Sorry, brother. 
That's all right. I, if you look at the video that he released on Twitter, I just found it ironic. Like he has a shaved head now, like like not like mine, like more like buzz cut. Yeah. And I mean, he looks kind of like the kid from American History X, the little brother, the skinhead. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, dude, he's how ironic. Like three man. years away from full trans. That's my opinion. <laughs> That's my honest opinion, and I, I believe that he's Adam Lanson, and that's my honest opinion. And people can call me crazy. I don't care. But, you know, you look at that kid at Young, you look at the hog, it's like they have the same cheekbones and everything like that. Uh, my whole thing is that I was wrong. David Hogg's father, grandfather, is not the guy who started MasterCard. So I was wrong on that. Look at me. I'm on a show admitting when I got it wrong because I'm not afraid to be wrong. I'll tell you what I believe. And if the data comes out that I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you I'm wrong. And I was wrong. But his father was FBI. His father did create a company which produced nothing and sold it for $100 million. That's what they do. Okay? And David Hogg was not there during the shooting. The videos show it. He's, he's a crisis actor. Believe whatever you want. I don't care. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about, and I hope that doesn't get me kicked off YouTube. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. Uh, so whenever I go into any, any kind of um, uh, city to do our shows, I like to research what are some local conspiracies of the area. And uh, Oklahoma, I love you. I've gigged there before. The longest that I ever did in my life, Tony, doing stand-up. Stand-up, Johnny, you'll love this. And XG, you'll love this. I did, do two, I did two and a half hours. And, I, and it was nuts. I literally at that moment wrote every bit. I did every bit I ever wrote in my life. And why, so, why? Why did, you, did someone flake? Theo Vaughn got me a gig in Oklahoma. He's like, hey, hey brother, I got a gig for you. I'm like, thanks, Theo. It's at this Indian casino in Oklahoma. I'm like, fuck yeah. So I, I show up and I'm like, okay, how long, how long, uh, how long is the show? They're like 90 minutes. I'm like, okay, who's opening? They're like, we don't have any openers. I'm like, who's doing 90? Like, we want you to do nine. 90 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So how'd you end up doing two hours and whatever? Cause dude, they were just into it. It didn't matter what I was talking about. They were just, yes. Yeah. And it was fun dude uh so i love oklahoma i went there uh okay so oklahoma conspiracies and you basically get into uh you know the settlers treatment of the native americans very brutal uh, I, and you know i i love oklahoma i'm not trying to make that into anything but that was it and then all of a sudden i saw this like three four you know pages in on on a google search the Bigfoot Wars of 1855. And I'm like, no way. How do you bury the lead, dude? How does the Oklahoma not fight for this to be the first thing on the list? Hey, don't worry about that Native American massacre stuff. We had Bigfoot Wars, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to talk about this. I'm like, I got to get Tony back on the podcast to see if he knows anything about this. And when I was talking to Johnny and XG about that, uh, they got super excited. They geeked out. I could hear their nipples pop. <laughs> and, uh, man, I'm super excited. Now, Tony, have you heard anything about the Bigfoot Wars of 1855? Yeah, it's actually a, a common story in the uh, cryptid world and stuff. And a lot of people debate whether it's actually real or not. And that's just because of the information that we have and stuff uh, hasn't been passed down very well. Uh, but we do know that one of the main, the main, well, I'd say one of the main characters in this story, Joshua LaFleur, 
he was a real person and he did die in 1855. And according to this story, this is how he died. Whoa! So we have real yeah. person, real death date associated with the time this is supposed to be going down. Right. Now, we've heard other, like this first time I heard about Bigfoot Wars of 1855, but we've heard stuff about the Bigfoot Treaty. Have you ever heard about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know much about it and stuff, but I know that what's rumored is that at once upon a time, the Native Americans actually had some type of, you know, I wouldn't say it was probably in paper or anything, but some kind of treaty with these creatures where it was like, you know, you stay this area, we'll stay in this area, you know, we'll coexist together. Um, and there's there's Native American legend that uh, at one time, Bigfoot actually used fire. And then when settlers came to this country, and started popping off rounds and stuff. They stopped using fire to kind of conceal their their identity, uh, and that's where kind of like it's kind of like at first I was when I first heard that I was thinking there's no way like because when I first heard about this the Bigfoot stuff and I was looking into it I, I was just under the assumption that these if these things are real which I do believe they're real now um, they are just you know giant monkeys running around the woods that we haven't caught up with and I was like they must be have some kind of intelligence. Uh, because they're able to, you know, hide so well or whatever. And but with the the fire story, I was like, there's no way that they, they use fires. It's just animals. And then I found a video on YouTube, and it was just some documentary. I think it's through the BBC, and they were talking about bonobos. That's what you know when you're in the Bigfoot, you watch videos about bonobos. And, <laughs> so, and what are bonobos for uh, XG? He doesn't know what that is. I know what that is. But what are bonobos? Yeah, they're they're like uh, the the Apes. brother sister of chimpanzees, you know. Oh, really? Like, yes, bonobos. They fuck a lot. What? Yeah. Get down. They're horny. They're like the only ones that fuck for pleasure. You oh, is that the one where like they're basically like a swinging population of monkeys, and like it's like a nudist colony where like everybody just hits it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but Johnny, the, you're shaking your head. You've obviously done some research. Yeah. yeah no, this. XG's right. Yeah, they are. They fuck. Point union. Union, dog. I'm oh, telling you. <laughs> so what is this, big brother? Are we are we forming alliances behind closed doors now? All right. All right. I'm on to it. Um, so, you might need to check door locks. Yeah, I might have to. Um, so the, so go on. Sorry, Tony. I cut you off right there. Yeah, just real quick, the, the bonobo. Uh, I saw a video where it actually obsessed over another video, like I think it's probably on YouTube, of somebody making a fire with matches and cooking on it. And by watching the video, it literally learned how to strike a match, start a fire, and then cook a burger on it and marshmallows on a stick. And so when I saw that, I was just like, well, if these creatures in the woods are, are in as intelligent as they seem to be, then maybe seeing somebody else start a fire down, down the, the hill somewhere isn't too far of a stretch. Um, but you know, I think we talked about it on the last show and stuff. I, I don't really, uh, view these things as purely just animals. Let me I ask you something. Um, we, we discussed last time. Is there any thought that maybe these are dimensional time travelers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I don't know about the time traveler thing, but definitely, uh, interdimensional is, uh, we, we've had lots of people come forward. Uh, there's a classic one right out here in Pennsylvania where I'm at, um, Back, I think it was like in the 60s or 50s, uh, there was this uh, rural couple. They had Bigfoot on the property, and uh, essentially, 
uh, there was UFOs involved and all this stuff. And there's been people that have reported seeing these things coming and being taken up into UFOs. I mean, you don't know what's real, what's not and stuff. But like there is a lot of people that report seeing UFOs around the same time they had a Bigfoot encounter uh, it, or, you know, they'll, they'll have a lot of UFO activity in the same area as Bigfoot encounter just in general. Uh, so, I mean, it, it seems like some of these and some of the traits that come along with these encounters and stuff are, uh, are very similar. Um, it, like even the aliens and stuff. So people say that aliens are interdimensional and that they're able to travel through dimensions and things like that. And then people are saying the same thing about Bigfoot, where there's actually a video on YouTube. Um, shoot, what's the lady's name? I think Barbara Shroop. Shroop. Uh, what happened with them is they're Bigfoot people and they were going out with uh, another lady who really was just kind of getting into this. And uh, this lady, this new lady, had seen a Bigfoot and what she thought was just she she just saw like I guess like it was like a, some kind of like monkey or something in the woods. I think I don't remember. It's some this somewhere in this country, but they they were filming at the same time, and so she sees this thing. Nobody else saw it, and so they're walking back to camp and they're talking about what she saw. She's describing it. It's this black fur, black hair, all this other stuff. And then they looked at the footage because they were just kind of panning, and she said it just ran off real fast in the footage. Uh, and you can find this on YouTube. It looks like the predator. Like it looks like something is being cloaked and you see it moving on video down like a branch. And uh, so you have what you have in real time, a sighting on video where the person says they saw something black and hairy. But then when they get back to camp and they see the video and they post the video on 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 YouTube, all you see is something you see something moving and it's like cloaked. But that's it. And so that, I think, is probably one of the biggest evidences to the idea of these things possibly being interdimensional. Dude, I, I completely utterly agree with it. I, I, you know, I just did a podcast the other day. It was a wonderful podcast uh, with the guys from Dirty Heads. There's, and it's not going to be out till next month, but it's a great podcast. And one of the guys has a brother, and he does, like, uh, people like to do uh, Facebook videos of, you know, their morning their morning, they do a morning show from their car, right? And it's a fun. It, it, I say everybody should broadcast as much as they can. There's no yes. reason why you, wherever you are, can't do what we're doing right here. And uh, so this guy does a morning show, and one thing he was going off on was um, uh, Bigfoot. He's like, it's just a bear, and he's like listing all these things that make. Uh, you know, it scratches the, the 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 tree, and it's like, how do you think the bears sharpen their claws? And and I'm like, well, man, I just it just doesn't seem like I think all these people who a lot of them tend to be of the woods, meaning they haunt in the woods. They, I think they know the difference between a bear and something that doesn't look like a bear. Like if I said, hey, man, I saw a bear. I wouldn't run home and tell everybody in the village or the county or the town that I saw something that looked different than a bear if it was just a bear. Do you know what I'm saying? Like most of these people have experience with bears and animals and stuff like that. They know when it's different. And, they're, and the walk and how its limbs look are totally different than what a bear is. It's like it, what people just want to do it's you know I, it goes back to my laws of physics. I think the laws of physics were created to simply keep us into a box of how to see the world, and that anything that comes out outside the laws of physics gets dismissed as not scientifically possible. 
when I think there's a lot of shit that science can't explain and that we got to get away from just waiting for scientists to give us the green light on believing on something. What's your whole thoughts on that, Tony? No, I, I agree. And even w- like when you talk about physics and stuff, uh, taking it down to like the quantum physics, and I'm not, listen, I'm not a scientist. I don't know that stuff. I think people who study it don't even understand it. Uh, but Hawking's, uh, before he died, he said that at one point, he said that if Santa Claus was real, it's possible that he, like, no, he said the idea of Santa Claus is very possible on the quantum level. He said you could have Santa Claus in the North Pole standing there with you and he could go around the entire world delivering presents and be back before you even blink and know he's gone. And it's because of the quantum level. And that taking that idea and the idea of parallel universes and stuff. And, and see, see, we have this unique situation where uh, t- 2012 came and went and everybody was like, the end of the world's going to happen. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe something did happen and we were instantaneously thrust into another universe uh, on a quantum level. And maybe... That's why things are so crazy right now is because we're actually living in another timeline and our timeline is trying to catch up to what reality really is. Um, I don't know how I got on that. I'm gonna no, go dude. Listen, dude, that's <laughs> the good shit right there because you know what I believe in? I always vote for chaos. Whatever will cause more chaos and just disrupt everybody's warm fuzzies, I'm yeah. all for. That's why I wear these glasses. They're broken. And it just seems to irritate people, and it makes me laugh because it doesn't affect their life in any way. Uh, they just—they're tr- trying to figure out why I'm wearing these glasses. Well, they work. Two, I really like them, and three, they work. So it's like, why do you care, oh, dude? Get new? Fi- are you gonna fix them? Probably not. Well, well, are you gonna get new ones? Probably not. Why? I'm like, they sit on my face and they fit. What you all think of me anyways, that I'm a crazy person, so I might as well just fucking lean into this shit. And that's hey, why... Go on. What? You know who wears those glasses? Who? David Hogg. No, 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 no. <laughs> David Hogg wears, like, the Neil Brennan oh. fucking oh. Dude, uh, thanks for being on the show, Tony. We'll see you later, bud. Um, uh, just no, no, no. Hey, dude, listen to me. I've been wearing these glasses way before uh, David Hogg even faked being at a school shooting, okay? So <laughs> don't even worry about that. Uh, XG, your thoughts on uh, Bigfoot? Um, he's Mexican. Okay. Uh, are there, is there a Mexican Bigfoot? Is there like Los Chalitos? He's known as a seven-foot-tall gringo. No, but I've always wondered if it had anything to do with like the Chucapa, the Chucapa. Cabra, whatever that Dude, is. Chupacabra. Or, yeah. How am I how am I schooling you on how to say your own legend? I know, right? Listen, Chupacabra. <laughs> Chupacabra. Yeah. Cabra or Cabra? Cabra. Cabra. Dude. Cabra. Cabra? Yeah. Okay. All right. Point XG. Um <laughs> well, maybe, dude. Maybe. Nah, but uh I don't know if he's interdimensional. What do you think he is? It's just a fucking You think he's an Armenian he's lost in the forest? Uh I don't know if it's Armenia. I told you he's Mexican. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, so what do you think? He's just a bear or something? No, 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 no. Not a bear. Do you think he's intelligent? Oh, yeah. Do you th- to, to be able to hide from cameras. Everyone always says, dude, those tracking cameras, we should already have something on them. I mean, but yet again, I've heard the theory that they are interdimensional because they can feel the cameras. As in, like, when they're walking around, they know cameras there, so they kind of avoid it. I've heard that that's where they have other senses, like other, like, uh, what is it? 
not feelings. Um, the first sound. Yeah. ESP. ESP. Like they have something else that they got going on where they they've been in the woods so much where they can feel that that isn't that that, that doesn't belong there. I mean, animals sense animals, right? They can sense animals. They they have an acute sense of hair hearing. Yeah. So why? Right. They could hear like you step on a branch from a mile away. They could hear that shit. Yeah. So what makes that's you think they can't feel Wi-Fi? Like they can feel that this thing is electronic. So that's where I mean, if they are that, that would make them interdimensional. That would make them. I would say not a typical animal. I, I respect that, Johnny. Oh. What's your thoughts on uh, Bigfoot? I think. I mean, I think it's certainly possible that it's a some kind of interdimensional being. I think it's also as likely. That it's some uh, uh, as yet undiscovered uh, primate, you know, like that's that's maybe just existing now in limited numbers in like a really small community, and it pops out for sightings. It's it's it clever enough to continue to hide. It knows the danger that humans represent after witnessing it in the Bigfoot Wars, which you're about to learn about. Yeah, well, I'm very excited. Yeah, I, me too. I, we're gonna get to it, Johnny. We're gonna get to the Bigfoot Wars. It's uh, so yeah, yeah, I think either of those is possible. It's called sure. setting the stage. Okay, that's what I'm doing right now. We're yeah, well, that's what I was doing. I was setting the stage by expressing my excitement for uh, this information. No, so the story, the crazy story I've heard is uh, a Bigfoot scaring a brown bear. Okay. As in, uh, the story was it was this, this guy that lived in the woods. He had a cabin and he had a barn. And that this, uh, he started hearing something going outside his house and it was by the barn and i guess the bear was going crazy scratching the wall going crazy as in like trying to escape exactly as in like how up uh like if a predator was after it yeah right and he kind of yelled at it so it would get away and it didn't get away so he thought it would get it to his horses eventually so he shoots it dead dude the claws he had he was bleeding from his claws a tooth was in in the barn door because he was so scared of whatever was, was chasing it was going to kill it, and the guy swore that he, after, when he looked around, he could have swore there was a, a Bigfoot around there. Oh. And he could have swore that this thing was scared of Bigfoot. For a big brown to be scared of something. Yeah. I mean, that's... That, I mean, dude, listen, man. We, we get so... Even if you came out with a video that showed you Bigfoot, 99% of the people that don't believe in Bigfoot will come up with a reason not to believe that video. Yeah. Right? It's just ridiculous. I mean, like, now, don't get me wrong, Tony. I don't know. You probably see this a lot. I saw a guy putting out, like, the most, uh, the, the best video of a Bigfoot ever. And, like, they ran the video, and you couldn't even see it. And I think those are yeah. put out as either clickbait or misinformation, disinformation uh, on purpose. So people go, dude, it's- so stupid. I couldn't even see. And it dismisses when a real video comes out. Well, that's what I think about the, the uh, travel channel or the history channel when they put those things out and they're like, oh, we caught Bigfoot. And it's all these episodes of this thing where you just get annoyed and bored of it. And you're like, this shit ain't real. Like, they're just fucking honey digging me and shit. But they just do that on purpose. So you think it's not real. So they're just like, watch this. It's just. That's got to be frustrating, right, Tony? That's you got to deal with that a lot in your genre of podcasting, right? Like, is this going to be just misinformation, disinformation? Yeah, I mean, that when you're talking about these videos and stuff that are showing up online and stuff, I mean, the blurry, you know, looks like a tree because it is a tree kind of picture with the red circle around it. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that are, you know, just 
maybe there, I don't, maybe there are people that are just crazy. Okay. I've seen it, but, uh, some people I think are just so desperate to see one of these things. They're so infatuated with the idea that they start seeing things when they bring their GoPro home and they're going through the footage and stuff and they see a shadow in, in a tree line and they think they see a face in it. And it's, you know, it's nothing but a shadow. Um, as far as disinformation, misinformation, things like that, I think that there are definitely um, possibilities of that happening. I think what is more likely, though, and uh, I've talked to people about this, uh, is that when there is something legit that happens and you legit can prove that you had this experience, uh, a lot of times some a couple people show up that are from somewhere within government men and they're in asking black, questions. dude. No, I wouldn't say men in black, but uh, a lot of times they're described as uh, either clean looking or dirty looking or one or the other. Like one guy's kind of sharp looking, the other one's kind of just like backwoods kind of looking guy. And they come in and they're asking questions and they basically, there's been times that they tell people, you saw a bear. No, I didn't see a bear. You saw a bear. And, and so they get the hint that they saw a bear. Um, and there's been times, well, there, there's been a lot of instances, instances like that. I've had a guy on my show who uh, claimed to have shoot one and uh, he had a similar thing happen. That's unbelievable, dude. That's unbelievable that they, uh, it's unbelievable. They would send a dirty guy more than anything. Like, <laughs> know, it's, right? like it's like, Oh fuck. Jim's hung over again. I'd send him fucking to go talk to him about the Bigfoots. Jim, why are you shaking? Why are you, are you drink all night again? Jim, go talk to these people. In Pennsylvania, about a bear they saw that they're telling everybody's Bigfoot. You know, go, go, go. Well, if you get 30 days sober, you won't have to do the Bigfoot missions anymore. Okay, Jim? Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, so let's get into the... I can't wait to see that. Dude, we're like 30 minutes in and you talk about the Bigfoot war. We've talked yeah. about... It's called setting the fucking stage, guys. Um, okay. So uh, the... Here, I'm getting this from the mysteriousuniverse.org. I want to give them shout outs to that. I'm not trying to jack their swag. Check their website out. They're wonderful people. I'm going to read this out. The very bizarre account begins in 1855 in the region of present, present US, US, US states of Oklahoma and Arkansas. Oh, I didn't know when in Arkansas, where the once mighty Chuck. Chattacoy, is that how I pronounce the uh, the um, Indians? C H O C T A W. How would you guys pronounce him? Chattacoy. Spelled again. C H O C T A W. Chattacoy. Chattacoy. Okay, man, we'll go. I've with heard that, that one. said that oh, way. It's in the unanimous Chattacoy uh, nation of Native Americans once ruled over over all they saw in the ears there uh let me script that boom 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 okay here's where it gets good in this year there was an apparent scrudge of unseen bandits venturing venturing forth from the wilderness to steal vegetables and even livestock yeah just jacking their shit yeah so i mean that's what you're talking about with this idea of a bigfoot treaty uh, at, at some point in time, supposedly they coexisted and they started noticing that their livestock, their vegetables, their, their supplies were going missing. And it seems like if you read this story, uh, it seems like if you if you just if they just had that happening, I think they probably would have let things go. But then they started having children go missing. Cool. And that's when they got serious about it. 
And they got, uh, I think it was a, a crew of like 30 soldiers uh, about that and stuff. And what's interesting about the crew that they assembled, though, was there was, um, I think it was a family. And I, I, if I pronounce this right, it's Hamas Tubi yes. is the father. Yeah, and here it is. Uh, so basically, search party was allegedly for, so they're stealing kids. Apparently, these Bigfoots uh, work with the Clintons. Am I right, everybody? They work with the Clintons? Come on, working that back in. This is a comedy podcast. Uh, a search party was allegedly formed, composed of a group of uncommonly large Cavalier warriors called the Light Horsemen. Right, the largest of whom was the towering Hamas Tubi. Is that who you were talking about? And his six sons. Now, is that somewhat uh, alluring to giants? Maybe. I think so I think so for sure. I mean, you got a family of guys that are seven feet tall, eighteen fifty-five, and we have these legends of the giants being here in America. They've uncovered tons of burial grounds all over the place. Pennsylvania has one outside of Pittsburgh that they uncovered back in the day. I want to say it had like forty some uh, giant skeletons. It's like a mass burial, and then sent north central PA. They had another one that they found, and so like, and then that's just in Pennsylvania. But then there's the story of Lovelock Cave. I think it's in Nevada where. Native Americans actually chased in this this group group of giants that were giving them a hard time. They like the, the Native Americans gathered together, like all these tribes got together to fight these giants, what? and they got them locked in this. Yeah, they got them locked in this cave, and they told them to come out, and they wouldn't come out, so they lit the cave on fire and Shit. they smoked them out. So as they came out, they killed them. But then there was giants that stayed in the cave and just burned to, to alive. And before now, this cave, Lovelock Cave, is actually locked up. Like not locked up, but like you can't just wander around anymore. It's like a tourist attraction. But when you go in there, you see the burn marks on the ceiling of the cave and stuff. And supposedly, when they first, yeah, yeah, when they first discovered the cave, they actually found giant skeletons. Now that's they say is like they, they say you can't prove it, but that's with all this stuff. Like there are they, you find giant skeletons, you talk to somebody, and all of a sudden. The Smithsonian or somebody comes in, they dig up the, the, the skeletons and they're just gone. And so uh, happens Smithsonian oh, shady, right? They're yeah, like the Vatican. So. Just, they're just jacking all the intellectual swag. I think they got a lot of uh, cool things that they just keep quiet about. And I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why you would want to keep quiet the idea of giants being in, in here before us and stuff. But uh, it seems like. That it's a very common theme. I had somebody co contact me, talk to me about how when he was a kid, or no, when his dad was a kid in Tennessee, his dad found uh, like some kind of grave site, and these scientists came in and they were digging it up, and like they let him stand there and watch them do it and stuff. But it was a giant skeleton. And if you look into it, like all over our country, Utah is another spot where they they found uh, I think it was some type of uh, tomb of uh, a burial for this this giant, and that actually had uh, it's like silver. Gold on it and stuff. Still, I mean, it was like a. It looked like it was somebody that was royal, but uh, it's all over the country. People have these lures of these giants being. When there. you say giants, like how tall are we talking? We talking like Yao Ming, Manute Bol tall? Or are we talking like, like even bigger than that, like 10, 12 feet tall? I would say a male giant in this country was minimum at least seven feet tall. Uh, the women were reported to be six and a half. But th these were like clans of giants, but they would get up to like eight, nine feet tall, uh, maybe even 10 feet tall. I'm not sure, but it was in that within that range, the two foot range there. Um, but it, what's different is it's not like, you know, Yao Ming. I can guarantee you that like most of the people in his family, I actually heard he was a genetic experiment, but that's another story. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, but, I've, you know, the people in his family and stuff, they're not as tall as he is. He's an anomaly. And even if you had a tall family, like all the men were tall and stuff, uh, we're talking about, like, groups of, you know, 20, 30, 40 people or giants in one location. Like, they, they're collective together. And that's what's weird about it. It's not just a tall family. Uh, what, what's, what's also interesting to me is many of those people you see at that height in today's society, they're really debilitated. I mean, it's difficult for them to move around. But all these giants that you're hearing about, I mean, they, they, they're warriors and they get around really well. Uh, so I think that's an indication that they're not, that they're actually a different, uh, you know, they're set, set apart from humans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're not yeah. humans. I mean, like, listen, dude, what the NBA is, is like really unique, dude. Those are like, there's a reason why there's only 420 of them in there out of a population of what, 7 billion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just the truth. Well, it, it, and like these giants, they, there's, they were known to be great hunters. And they were known to chase down buffalo, pick them. This is, now, this, is, I, I'm thinking, is probably at least a 10-footer or something. But they would chase down buffalo, pick up a buffalo with one arm, and run off with Ooh. it. I mean, we know how big buffalo is. They're, they're huge. And these things were able to just pick them up in, in stride. And so, I mean, these were very powerful beings. And uh, I can understand why, uh, you know, you kind of work out a deal where you kind of stay on this side of the, tra- or the river and you stay on that side of the river because... You don't want to be messing with those things. The Grand Canyon's also been known a spot for uh, giants. There's like a yeah. loss of a la- Where's uh, that? The Grand Canyon. Oh yeah, I mean we. I th- was it you the last time that was on? Was telling us about the there were things in the Grand Canyon that they discovered giant tombs and stuff like that. I've heard that. It wasn't me though. I don't know enough about it, what but I definitely have heard that. I don't know. I but think I, that's Egyptian. It was actually, a, a, they, they found Egyptian artifacts in the, the Grand okay. Canyon, if I remember correctly. Man, see, I tell people this, man. The world is so much more interesting than yes. anyone even understands. And why you continue to want to just eat dog shit instead of <laughs> like going out there and just eating all this incredible knowledge that is out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why just eat, eat fast food when you can go to the greatest buffet in the world and just feast on all this crazy stuff that the world is so much more interesting. And like people are just like, oh, these videos are stupid. You don't really know what's going on. You don't really know what's going on. We hear that there's bombings going on and that we bombed this guy in Iran. We don't know that. We just know that the people who've lied to us forever have told us uh, that this happened, and we all assume that it happened. Like, do we really know what part of history is real, what part is not? Yet you so quickly dismiss all this other stuff that there is actual evidence for, but because it does not fit into your ways of thinking that you have been drilled into your head through through this system, system that has just taught you to be a good sheep you just don't want to believe it so back to this whole thing so uh the hamas tubi okay and his six sons who were reportedly standing at seven foot or more in height okay these were real giants along with contingents of 30 other of the very large and fierce horseback riding warriors so i think uh they okay we're headed out by uh part uh french and part Choi or whatever we went with generals by the name of uh, Joshua Lafort. Now, was he half French, half Indian? Yeah, that's what I gather. Ah, 
So the Blake Griffin of his time. Is that what we're talking about? The Blake Griffin of his time. Hey, what? As we get into the story, he was a monster for sure. He had some guts, man. He had some guts. Uh, he he. So they they. I don't know if you want me to kind of. Yeah, run with dude. This. I'm happy with you going off on whatever you want to go off. Because I, I like this 1855 Bigfoot War is not the only incident that's jaw dropping where we had to fight off these things. And so Lafleur and his men go in. And they're traveling through the wilderness and they take a break like halfway through to regroup. I mean, I think they were traveling for like 10 hours or something like that. They wind up getting into this area. Uh, it took all day, probably like 14, 16 hours. And they come to a spot where they are hit dramatically with this putrid smell. And it, it smelled of like rotting dead bodies. And it actually like made the men sick. A lot of the guys couldn't really push through that smell. But some of the men still went for further, inclu including LaFleur. And they come to a clearing. So I'm assuming it was like you're going through the woods and you come to a, like a field clearing. And in this clearing, they see a mound. Now, they talk, about, um, they talk about giants and how giants would bury their dead in mounds. Well, they found this, like in this clearing, a giant mound of dead, rotting bodies. And that's where obviously the smell was coming from. And on the other side of this clearing were these three monster creatures. And they stood up, they looked at the army, and the army sees them. Now, actually, the army didn't see them at first. LaFleur saw them at first. He saw movement, and he looks through his telescope, and he sees these, sees these monsters. And so he tells the men to charge, and they charge across his field. And uh, I think I actually might have uh, got that wrong. I think they actually got hit with that smell as they charged across the field. Anyways, at some point, uh, LaFleur actually winds up going solo. And he takes off towards these monsters. Hold and on, everybody what? abandons him? He's like, nah, well, you, you, this is you, dog. I think what happened was when he saw them, he just took off. And, uh, and so he's at, at some point, he's by himself and he's charging these creatures. And one of them steps forward and takes a swat at the horse, hits the horse in the side of the head, and the horse just goes flying. LaFleur goes flying off his horse. And LaFleur gets up with his sword in his hand and his pistol in his hand, and he empties his clip. Or I don't think they had clips back then, but he empties it right into this thing. And it supposedly didn't phase him at all. Like, it just kind of, like, brushed it off like it was somebody poking you with a needle. And it comes up to LaFleur, grabs him by the head, and rips his head right off his body. And so, Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fine it's, line between brave and stupid. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, okay, John, jump on. Let's think about this. Let's come up with a plan here. Who's the lowest ranking guy here? Like, right? If like this was Star Trek, I would send in the guy in red first, right? Because that was the guy who always died. Send him in first, and then you figure everything out. That's the like kamikaze, right? That's got, stupid and brave. That's stupid. That's that's bravely stupid, right there. That's a kind of stupid brave. That's kind of uh, amazing. So he rips his head off. Yeah, so, I mean, he has a pistol. From what I've seen, it, it, he never had a rifle on him, but he had a pistol and a sword. And I guess if, because I think they went into the wilderness thinking these were bandits. They weren't, you know, monsters. They, they were just, you know, douchebags. And uh, so I think, you know, obviously a revolver would be fine. Uh, and so he's there with, you know, not a lot of firepower for what he needed. And I, I, that, that's where I'm like, okay, if you're a soldier and you, you're leading this army of guys, like you would think you would know that you don't have the kind of firepower. I don't know if the adrenaline rushed to his head or what, but uh, after he gets beheaded, his men see this and they charge. 
and they just start firing. So you have 30 guys just firing away at these creatures. They killed two of them, and the third one was really badly injured and just kind of like limped away into the woods where this is, I think this is kind of cool. Uh, so one of the Tubi brothers, uh, Hamas's sons, now remember these guys are like seven foot tall plus. Uh, and so these creatures in Oklahoma, I think uh, you're probably talking about average seven and a half to eight feet tall on average as what they're rumored to be. Uh, so he's kind of up there in the same height, at least. Maybe not strength, but height. He takes off after this injured creature into the woods, and he takes his hunting knife out and cuts its head off. And so he's standing there over this body, and he just like went totally gorilla mode on him. And so after that, they, um, they started gathering the dead bodies of people that were going missing. And I think it was like around 20, 19 or 20 kids they recovered uh, that went missing. And so they, they gave them burials and they burned these creatures. Uh, so they didn't just let them sit there. They burned them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, now, the whole thing I heard was that they had to learn. They realized they had to shoot them in the head. Like they couldn't hit them in the rest of the body. They had to hit them in the head. And that was the only part that was vulnerable to their shots. Ah, uh, See? So what that is, is something that is a little bit more modern. Uh, and maybe back then they knew this, but we're, this, all right, we're going to go off on a little bit of a sidetrack here. Let's do but it. There is a story called the Kandahar Giant, and that's in Afghanistan. Uh, and it's the story of where uh, a pilot reached out to a researcher and he said, listen, I'm a vet. I just want to tell you my story. And basically he said that he was called in to fly out a body of a a giant and this was like in the early 2000s um he said it was about 12 uh, i think it was 10 feet tall 1200 pounds something like that he said it was 1200 pounds and so he he's flying this body out and he's telling this story and then a few years later another guy comes forward to another researcher and uh he says to him i have a story to tell you it's been bothering me he doesn't know that anybody ever came forward to tell this story beforehand and he says I was involved in an incident where we had to kill a giant. And so he pr proceeds to tell this story of how they had a crew of guys that kind of went off radar. Like they hadn't heard from them. So they rent, they sent in like a rescue team to go find out what happened to these guys. And they came across a scene where there was like their gear was flown all over the place, just like a mess. And then this giant comes out of this cave, um, six fingers, six toes, red hair, and it's yelling and it's holding a spear. And so uh, it comes running out of the cave and the men, this is where you got this from, uh, because the men during training, when they were going over there, it, I guess from what I understand, it was usually you're trained two to the, two to the chest, one in the head when you do a kill shot. And so they were training these guys to aim higher and they kept telling them to aim higher, but nobody knew why they're, they're, they're training on aiming high. And that's where this comes in because this giant comes flying out of the cave. It's like a 10, 12 foot giant and they start uh, no, there's one guy that popped off around, and that's when everybody started just firing. And this giant comes lunging forward, spears this guy named Dan, holds him up on his spear, and they, they, they take this thing down. And that's where the pilot comes in play, and he's the one who came in to escort this body out. And I think they took it to Germany. Now, that's a wild story, but I have been talking, because of what I do... I had talked to a guy that uh, was a uh, former, he's retired CIA. Oh, my uh, God. And he, he told me that he had some people 
that wanted to talk to me about their experiences over there. Uh, they wouldn't do it over the computer. They were going to fly me into D.C. to talk to these guys in person. That's where I got kind of weirded yeah, out. You're I was like, like, okay, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm good. Yeah. So they, they, there's these, these, he told me these stories of when he was over there that it wasn't uncommon for them to be observing a town, uh, I guess from a hillside or something, and they would see something run out of town up into the mountains. And it, you're talking about it would cover like four to 5,000 feet in a matter of a minute. It just run. It's huge. And then he also told me that, um, that the, the, you remember the Moab bomb that, Trump bought, uh, dropped early in his presidency. Yeah. I think it was probably like 2000. Yeah, you don't yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. We dropped in the middle of nowhere and, everyone, and everyone's like, and that's when I realized Af Afghanistan is like a 20 year, 20 year comic. Just, it's not faced <laughs> by bombing anymore. You just, okay, yeah, I bombed. That's it. So, <laughs> right. <move on. laughs> he, he says to me that, um, that I guess the, the, they, they publicly say that there was a, a cell of ISIS terrorists and that's who they were taken out and mission accomplished. But he said to me that uh, there was another agenda there and that they had an issue with giants in that area that they were bombing as well. And what I found interesting about that is uh, the bomb was named Moab. And this guy, I, he never told me this. And I just kind of started connecting the dots. Uh, but in the Bible, there is a tribe called the Moabites. And they were known to, uh, I think at one point, God had told Israel to protect and not, not to bother the Moabites because they took out a tribe that the Israelites weren't willing to take out. And that tribe that they took out were giants. So they literally named a bomb Moab. I know it wasn't mother of all bombs. It was the technical term. But uh, the Moab bomb literally took out supposedly a cell of giants in Afghanistan. That, and it was named after a tribe in the Bible who did the same thing. Wow. I just found that. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's like Deuteronomy 2.10 or something like that. I don't remember. so much more interesting, right? I mean, like, I like to believe that Trump is out there fighting giants. It just makes me. <laughs> it's easier. Johnny had a dirty face. Well, Johnny, you don't like that? Does it help you sleep more? Knowing that Trump's out there fighting giants? Yeah, that would help me sleep if that was true. Yeah, right? Thank you, Johnny. Thank you very much. <laughs> Very, very dry. So, um, have there been any other, um, any other wars like this where we went to war with giants or Bigfoots or anything? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of another organized, um, w you know, pursuit like that. But there has been instances, and this is this is something that's very common where people are reporting these things coming on their property. And sometimes it gets a little hairy. Uh, 1924, there's a story called uh, Ape Canyon. It's called, the, well, the, the area is called Ape Canyon now, uh, but it's called the Ape Canyon Cabin. And it was these miners who uh, were going up there mining for gold. And they had found a spot, I guess, that was really going to have a good payout. And they were really excited about it. But the whole time they're up there, they started seeing these footprints all over the area. And these were really big footprints they were like 19 inches long and when you're talking about 19 inches long you're talking about you know 10 inches wide like these things are huge um and they don't know what it is they keep doing their thing they find this spot they they get word that they're gonna have a big payout now they're out in the middle of nowhere they build a cabin uh this was a, a pine cabin i believe is out of pine logs 
And uh, the cabin didn't have any wood or windows. It was just straight up one door. You go inside, there's a fireplace, some bunks, that's it. And they are seeing these footprints and everything. They're very far away from the car, uh, the truck, and they go out to get water. So there's a guy, I think his name was Fred, and I forget the other guy's name. But they go out to get some water. And one of the guys just had this weird feeling where he's like, let's just bring our guns. So because they've been hearing these like howls, these these whistles and these like whoops, um, which is very common with the Bigfoot stuff. And so they, they go out armed. They go to the I guess the creek or the river or whatever to get the water. And about 100 yards away, they see a creature standing there. And before uh, you could even blink, the one guy, I think his actually name, his name was Hank. He shoots at this thing. And the, the guy, Fred, had said he saw the bark fly off the tree, and this thing ran away on two feet. And as he was running away, Fred unloaded two more rounds and shot at it. So they give back to the cabin. They're freaked out that what, about what they saw. And uh, up to this point, the guy who's leading the, the whole endeavor, um, Hank, he's like, we're not leaving here until we get this gold out of here. Like, they were planning on staying a long time. But after that, they decided the next day they needed to leave. They couldn't leave at that point because it was too dark. By the time they got to the truck, they didn't want to be in the woods in the dark. And so they decided to stay the night. And that's where, you know, stuff went down because uh, I think it was right around midnight. They hear this heavy, loud thud on the wall from the outside. And they, they all wake up and it, it actually made uh, some holes in the wall and stuff because of, like the stuff they pack in there between the, the logs kind of fell through and you could actually see it was like a porthole in the wall. And so they wake up, they kind of clean themselves off and then they start hearing these rocks pelting the, the sides of the cabin, the roof of the cabin. And they look through the hole and at any given time that they look through the hole in the wall, they would see at least three of these creatures, these Bigfoot. And these things were running around the thing, hitting the walls, uh, climbing on top of the roofs. And when they started climbing on top of the roofs, that's when they started shooting through the roof. Um, at, 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 up to that point, they were trying to operate where they didn't want to uh, fire at these things unless they were actually being aggressive on the cabin. Because they wanted these things to understand that if you just stop, we're not going to shoot at you. Uh, but then they climbed on top of the roof and they start firing away at this thing. And uh, that hole that I told you about in the wall, uh, an arm reached into the hole and what? grabbed an axe. Yeah. And so there's about, uh, there was five men in the cabin. Three of them were like in a corner cowering with their guns, just holding onto it, scared. Hank and Fred are, you know, doing their thing, shooting through the roofs. And uh, this, this arm reaches in, grabs an axe and starts to pull it out. And Hank or Frank runs over and turns the head of the axe upright so that it would actually get caught on the wood. And so when it did, it, it kind of like slid out of its hand and he grabbed the actual quick and put it in a safe spot, probably like the fireplace or something like that. And this went on all night until about daybreak. These things are attacking the cabin, throwing rocks, jumping on the roof. And um, at one point they were actually trying to come through the door. They were wiggling and trying to hit the door and get through the door. So they took, uh, I guess some kind of log they had inside and they jammed it against the door. And these are big pine logs. And so these things couldn't get in. And all night long, this happened all night oh. long. And at daybreak, everything stopped. It just kind of calmed down right before daybreak. And so the men all together start to walk outside of this cabin. And they look over on the ridge and they see one of these creatures standing on the ridge just staring at them. And so Fred shoots three in the air and it just kind of jumped off the ridge and ran away. They booked it and they got out of there. They made a pact that they were never going to talk about this. 
and somebody started talking. I think it was probably Hank. And not long after this incident, uh, Portland News, Seattle News, all got word of this, and they were trying to do interviews with these guys. And people were going up there hunting these things, trying to find evidence, and people were finding foot tra- foot um, tracks everywhere. Uh, and it was a very, very well-known, popular story back in those days that really spawned the Northwest of being Bigfoot territory. Um, I actually, I actually have, I actually have a Bigfoot cast right here uh, that came from Washington State. You're Whoa! not going to be able to see. I don't know if you can see, you can't see the great detail and stuff, but this is a very famous cast because um, it, it was casted by uh, Paul Freeman. Uh, he's passed away now, but the toes actually have dermal ridges on. So it's basically the fingerprint for the toes. Uh, these toes, this cast actually casted the dermal ridges and scientists say that that's not something you can fake, let alone back when this was casted. I think it was in the, in the eighties when it casted, you didn't have the tech to really play play those games and uh every scientist that has looked at this cast says you know that's one thing that you really can't fake and this is a 16 a 17 inch cast uh and this man telling you like it like northwest that's crazy stuff man northwest popping off dog the forest (laughs) is shady dude Uh, a friend of mine steve he came to uh see us in tacoma and uh, that's the day I think uh, a CIA agent came to our show. I really do believe this. And he was so undercover, he ended up doing acid with us. And then he just freaked out and ran off. But Steve was telling me a story. Because this guy randomly just showed up with no friends, no nothing. Super white guy, Agent Smith looking dude, no glass. but And he was like... Man, I can't get a ticket. Let me in. Can you help me? I'm like, okay, dude. So we're like, we had an MTC. I'm like, sit here. And afterwards, he just came out me. And this guy, Steve, came out. And he's and he, he's like, you got acid? I'm. He's like, I got acid. I'm like, oh, really? Bring some. So he brought some acid. And anybody who thinks acid and LSD is the same shit, it's not. I mean, acid and uh, 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 mushrooms, they're t- two completely different things, dude. Like, mushrooms are like... You know, you talking to the consciousness. LSD is like pouring psychedelic like lava on your skull, you know, and it's just it's just a different trip. And so he brought some man and this guy was, uh, uh, you know, this guy took and I don't think he was expecting that. And anybody sitting back in the van listening is like, oh, dude, Steve's too deep. He's fucking on LSD. We got to get him out of there. And he just took off. But this guy, Steve was telling me about a friend of his. Uh, he d- he does a podcast as well. I wish I knew the name of it so I could give it a plug right now. But he did a, he had a uh, podcast and uh, he was talking about how him this guy called in said about how he him his wife or girlfriend and their dog were just driving and uh, someone had to take a piss. So they were like deep into this area. They pull over the sidewalk. They walk into the forest to take a piss. I don't know why you'd walk into the forest to take a piss. That should never go well, right? It's like. I mean, I'll pee. I'll pee in the middle of the street if I think some shit's about to pop. I don't give a shit. I'd rather get a ticket than be fucking slit, you know. So he walks in and he's peeing and he looks up and he says what he sees is looks like a giant green screen, like a giant green screen, and uh, and on this green screen. That, that's huge. Like, it's just the whole thing is a green screen. 
there's this guy crawling down the green screen. And then the guy notices him and just camouflage, like, like a chameleon, camouflages himself. But he could still see the image of the guy moving. And he starts to freak out and he looks at his dog. His dog had already taken off. Dog's like, best friend, fuck that, I'm out. The guy runs up and he sees his girlfriend is staring at the green screen too. And she's like, what the fuck is that? Is that a green screen? And they got, they freaked out. They jump in the car and they drove the fuck off. Like deep. Like we talk about like, there's just areas of this world that never really have been explored. Ever. Yeah. Our oceans. Part Deserts. of the, deserts amazon forests uh, that who knows what's deep into those things we keep wanting to explore space supposedly but man the shit that's deep in the forest is shady and scary as shit i can't get to the bottom of the ocean and we went to the moon yeah it's ridiculous dude today's uh, guest is joining us uh thanks to our good sponsors at uh ad suits dot com that's l to p suits dot com backslash tinfoil hat Okay, uh, if you go there, man, uh, they are they they do top quality suits for only twenty bucks, thirty bucks, fifty bucks. I believe it's thirty dollars and up actually. And uh, they're big sponsors of the show, and they're good friends of ours. If you go there, you put in your name in, and you could register for a free suit. So go to aldupont.com or adsuits.com. I'm telling you, the suit I wore on Adults Talking was from there. They're wonderful suits. Guys, you want to make the ladies go Google Gaga? Wear a suit, okay? Don't be sloppy like this guy. Wear a suit. It, I, everyone says, wow, you clean up good, which means it cleans up my bad angles, okay? I've got some bad angles. I mean, I'm working on I'm taking Krav Maga. I love Krav Maga. Uh, my man, Tony, can you please? Yeah, so go to adsuits.com backslash tinfoil hat and register for a suit. And hey, dude, they'll ship it to you. What up, what up? If you're as big as Bigfoot, do you still get it for a fucking... <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, Bigfoot. Shit. If you're out there and you want a suit, hit them up. I'll pay for the suit. <laughs> right? Put down the beef jerky. Get a suit. Tony, you're, uh, tell, my, tell our listeners about your podcast and where they can find it and all the good stuff. Let them know. Let them know, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I started the podcast three years ago, January uh, 19th, 2017. We put out a, week, a weekly episode every Tuesday of uh, paranormal type stories and i say paranormal very loosely anything from bigfoots to ufos aliens ghosts demons uh conspiracies whatever if it's off the beaten path we talk about it and it's just strictly people sharing their stories and uh having a conversation um so the show is called the confessionals the confessionalspodcast.com it's on every platform and uh yeah check it out and we're working on some uh, new projects and stuff as well we're coming out with uh, two new shows this year my wife is dropping a show called The Hour After Midnight, where she does narrating of scary stories. And me and my dad are coming out with a trucker podcast since we're truckers. <laughs> and we'll be talking to other truckers about their crazy experiences from the road. I love that, dude. I'm sure you've seen everything. Well, I, I know this is completely off topic. So, Johnny, did you see this? Major League Baseball is going to use robots to try to do umping. Are you nervous about robots coming out being a trucker right now? Are you worried about that? 
Yes, I be- I'm one of those truckers that believes that eventually we're not going to have trucks piloted by people. I think that it's going to be all automation, not tomorrow, but maybe 20, 30 years from now, so when automation becomes so part of our lives that it's a seamless transition, uh, you're going to have everything automated. And so I tell guys that around my age and stuff that are in the industry, I tell them all the time, don't plan on retiring as a trucker. And they think I'm crazy. I'm like, it's okay. Keep thinking I'm crazy. You're going to see it happen, though, because I'll tell you what. Our trucks that we have now, uh, we have devices on it. that, And we've had devices on this for yep. years now where they actually, when you're driving down the highway, it will actually break for you if you get too close to something. It tells you if you're switching out of lane too fast or if you're swiving one way or another. I mean, they actually automatically help you climb up hills and snow and stuff. I mean, it's incredible the technology that we have in them now. Uh, 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, I completely agree with you. I think it's stupid that we're even entertaining this stuff, that we're allowing these companies to take be such a giant part of the Dude, market share. It's a money share. grab. You don't have to pay truckers. Not only that, now these fucking machines can drive all day. They need to take a nap eventually. They need to stop and take and eat. They these need to hook up with, with uh, uh, truck stop lizards. You know, it's just weird out there. Uh, I I totally agree, dude. I don't know why. I really do think we are entering an age of enlightenment. And how long is it? Someone said it's twenty five thousand years. I don't know about that, but I think we're. I think again, this Virginia rally is the beginning of people waking up, and I, we have to understand that the elites. Don't we don't have to put up with their shit? I really don't believe. I really, really, honestly believe that that we need to stop sitting there and allowing Amazon to control the complete market, allowing all of our social media to dictate what's the information coming out, allowing our politicians to pass laws that are not in our best interest. Start doing accountability. You know, start as our good friend Doctor Shiva said. We gotta get back to infrastructure. Yeah. We gotta get take the power back. We gotta get rid of career politicians. That should be our goal. One, two, bam. That's it. That's the only terms you get. And you don't get to work in the private sector of of any lobbying firm for eight years. There you go. Problem solved. You're welcome, Tony. Yeah. You're one of my favorite people to do podcasts with. I mean, we should find topics and talk once a month or so whenever we can. I would have you on all the time. You're great. We're going to come to Philadelphia. You know, I want to start doing some live uh, live shows where it's just live interviews. It's not really even stand-up. It's just, you know, yeah. not not a podcast, but an interview. Maybe you and I could powwow. We could talk and uh, take some Q&A and have some fun. We're going to do something with our good friend John Barber uh, in uh, Vegas, and I'd like to do something with you. We'll figure it all out, brother. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Anytime. Congratulations on the kid, brother. And I hope our uh, the swarm comes and uh, shows your show love because I think you're one of the, the best that does it out there. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'll tell you real quick, I appreciate your audience because when I was on the first time, I got so many people saying, I just found you on Tinfoil Hat and they were loving the show. And so I absolutely can confirm your swarm is amazing. And so... Shout out to the swarm. Shout out to the swarm, dude. I love you guys. I love everybody listening. Uh, oh, without shit. Why? Hey, he has a beard oil blend. What do you mean? I'm, oh. on, I'm on his yeah. website. And you I have said a beard, beard oil? He oil for your beard. Look look at that beard. It's, so what does that do? So what does that do? That just like keeps it clean or keeps it unscruffy? What does it do? Because my shit starts so like the, the, 
I'd like to get a little bit longer, man. I'm really like the rat's tail is really <laughs> starting to come together, dude. People are talking about it. It's like really starting to dude, really inspire dude. people. And they're called the Yeti, the Sasquatch beard. He's got more than one. Dude, this, this guy gets dope. it. This guy gets it, man. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, all right. Well, it was um, it's a collaboration I did with another company called Anointed.ak. Uh, that's their Instagram handle, Anointed.ak. That was the company out of Alaska. And uh, yeah, he's an amazing guy. He does great marketing and the scents are on point, like straight up. I mean, he said my brand has been the biggest collaboration he's ever done. Uh, We got Sasquatch, Yeti, Dogman, and Spectre for scents. And then we also have, uh, that's from Beard Oil. And then we also have Yeti and Sasquatch and Beard Balm. Uh, So Beard Guys, we're going to be dropping more scents and stuff your way soon. But yeah. Listen, dude, where there's a will, there's a way. There's nothing wrong with trying to put the truth out there and being able to support your family. I think there's some people that can't get the audience going that really start to poo-poo on that. And it's like, you know what? My dad told me a long time ago, don't hate a man for making a dollar. If he makes it honestly and he does it with love, there's nothing wrong with it. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, finding our niche and, and just like... Giving the masses what they want, you know, supply and demand. And I love it, dude. And I love that you're creative enough to do that. I love people who just like, you know, man, I'm just going to start a podcast about what I love. And you know what? You're doing it. And hopefully it will just get bigger and bigger because I could talk to you forever, brother. You are you are one of the, the better interviews we've had in our 270-something episode. So thank you for doing that, dude. Yeah, I, I tell everybody, listen, you got one life. Stop living like you have more, more than one. And if you got an idea and a dream, just go and do it because every second you waste not doing it is a second you don't get back. So stop pretending you have multiple lives and just live your life because it's the only one you get. So that's why I live my life the way I do. My buddy Jordan Lee, who's the guy inspired me to start a YouTube page, and I in turn talked to people like Theo Vaughn and a bunch of my other friends. You know, this was just a regular dude, man. A regular dude. And he started a YouTube channel, and I just went to check it out the other day. He has 107,000 subscribers, dude. And he just is just a dude who just was like, you know what? I just, I'm going to try this. And it blew up. And I, I'm, I'm telling you people at home, man, there is no reason why you can't do it. There's no reason why someone like me, someone like Tony, XG, Johnny, dude, we're just average Joes who just like, just leaned into it. Like, you can do it too, man. I don't care where you're from. If you just work on your YouTube and your and your podcast, like it's an like it's your job, and you 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 work hard on your presentation, you can do it, man. You don't have to be in Hollywood. You don't have to be in New York. You just you could be anywhere, and you just got to do it. The internet is a blessing. Okay, if you're yeah. grinding on there and it's great, and you love your job, that's great. There's nothing wrong with making a little side scratch. Or if you get good enough at this, this could become your job. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. People out there trying to tell you that, oh, you're just doing this for the money. Dude, if you're over the age of 21, or okay, I'm going to change that. If you're over the age of 30 and you're doing anything for the love of, of the game, you're probably making some bad life decisions, okay? I'm not saying you can't have hobbies. You should have hobbies. You have to have something that takes you out of your head. But you know what? If you're not working on setting yourself up for success when you're old, okay? Grind now, relax later. That's what I say. And you can do it, man. You can totally do it. You just got to do your first episode. I had to go back because, Tony, they were dinging me on old songs. 
from way back, like four years ago uh, episodes. They were digging me on. So I had to go and like rip the video and then uh, take them off. Those videos, man, were getting 300 views. That's how it starts. That's how it starts for everybody. So you got, so like, dude, if you put out 20 videos, they only get 40. Doesn't matter. Put out another 20. Put out another mm-hmm. 20. On everything else, though, not even just YouTube. On art, if you like to do art, make your Instagram and then start making art for, for people for yes. free. For free. And then they love it. They're going to start paying you. That's yeah. literally, Just do it for free out of passion. I'm and then next thing you, you know, dude. the guy's like, hey, can you make me another one? You yeah. make him another one. And then like, hey, can you make me another one? I'm kind of busy. I'll shoot you 40 bucks. And then next thing you know, he's hitting you up to make graphics, you know what the internet is? coffee, anything. The internet is the new main street. Back in the day, you want to set up shop, you, you got to shop on Main Street, and everybody went there, and that's where they shop. Main Street's not there anymore. Now it's the internet. Set up your yeah. shop and just put time into it. And listen, everything takes time. Nothing worth anything happens instantly, okay? You got to just grind through it. Tony, I love you, man. I, I know we've never met in person, but I, I consider you a friend, and I, I love our conversations. And... Uh, Every time, all the time, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do this as soon as possible whenever anything you think might be good for my show or I think that you'd be a great guest to talk on, you're, the door is always open, brother. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you in Texas, and we'll see you in Bigfoot Wars territory. <laughs> OKC, guys. Come show. I'm telling you, you're going to love the show. I'm bringing Bigfoot Wars t-shirts and I killed Epstein t-shirts. So let's do it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Only the beginning. There's, you just blew my mind.